Let's get you some game right quick. Um, something recently <laughs> reminded me of the past. And this is one time where I was running commercials at a radio station, right? And this was around 2000 and... Well, I can't say the date because that's going to implicate people, you know. But I just say we recorded this commercial that I was going to run at the radio station. Um, I paid the people at the radio station the money. Obviously, I paid to have the commercial recorded. Not there, at a studio. And the person from the studio was supposed to send the commercial... It's the radio station. So, I want you to realize, because you got money, because you got the resources, because you planned, because you handled your job and handed somebody else a minor task, you can still feel powerless. Just to dispel the myth that when you get X amount of money and you have X amount of people working for you, that things are going to be so much easier. Your worries aren't going to be there. You're not going to have a supervisor pressing you out. You're not working for anybody. Those are myths, by the way. So here I am. I decide I'm going to run these commercials. They're working for me. So I got the job to being able to keep producing commercials, paying for the um the ass lots. I handled the business with recording the commercial. I got the lady at the radio station waiting for the commercial. All that needs to be done is the guy I recorded with just needs to email the commercial. That's it. It's done. It's mixed, mastered, complete. All he has to do is email it. But this is where passive aggression comes in. You have people like this in your life constantly and don't realize it. Or you realize it, but you love being engaged in it. You have an addiction to being engaged in stuff like this. Because if you don't have something taller going on or bigger worries, you'll major in the minors. Thank you, Coach Burt. Thank you, Game, for that. So... Here this person is. We probably recorded this commercial maybe even a week before it was due to be submitted. So I, I tell the lady at the station, I said, yeah, my guy's reliable. We recorded, it's done. He going to send you the email, and I'm thinking, good, it's done. He sends that. Everybody's taken care of. Good money. I'm going to have my commercial on this weekend. Now, I know the deadline is like Friday at, uh, I don't know, say noon or 2 p.m. because they have to set the spot up to run on Sunday. So it has to be locked in in the computer. And she's telling me on Friday, um, I don't have the commercial yet. I'm like, huh? So I tell the guy, hey, they say they ain't got the commercial yet. Um, You know, take care of them. I ain't thinking much of it. 
at this point, I'm still kind of gang goofy. I w- wasn't really super shocked. I've had encounters similar to this before, but it didn't register with me right away. So then, like an hour later or something, she says she still doesn't have it. I'm like, man, hold up. Basically, what he's doing is dragging it out, adding pressure to me, knowing this commercial has to be in, when all you have to do is email it. You sit in front of a laptop for a living. So... This is what helped me understand a lot of what I face now because I understand that people are rooted in their anger and their bitterness and they want to feel like they matter. So the larger part of the task has been taken care of. But because you got this teeny little task that connects me and what I have to something major, you want to feel like you matter. So you want me to recognize that basically I could send this email. I'm, I don't have to send this email. I'm doing it for free. You didn't pay. I said, well, cool, dude. I pay you. It's nothing. I got the chips. So whatever. What you want to do. So basically, there ain't nothing to whine about. But because you don't matter in life, Because you don't have enough important things going on. Because it's not your commercial that's going to be running that weekend. You're salty. Now, in hindsight, I thought about this. This was somebody I came in the game running commercials with. So we used to record them to where he'd have a part advertising. What he was advertising. And I would have my part advertising. What I was advertising. So I got in the game of radio promo through him. Now, if he's listening, he knows who I'm talking about. But other people don't, so whatever. But that's how we would do it. We split the commercial, split the calls. So this particular time, well, this particular time period, he didn't want to spend anymore. Either because it wasn't generating what he thought it would back in return, or obviously... It's pretty steep to consistently run radio advertisement, if you don't know. I found some sweet spins that were cheap but effective. Midday Sundays, man. Those, believe it or not, at this station I was advertising at, they're like mad cheap. Midday, though. So people were hearing them. Because when they run, people just telling me, yeah, I just heard you. Yeah, I just heard you. So there had to have been a strong degree of jealousy because they were my commercials. But he still had his voice on it. So you're basically getting a free commercial. While we're not advertising you, you're on it. You're the voice on it. So under normal circumstances, if I told you I was going run a commercial and have you put your voice on it, you'd be ecstatic. But because you're used to having have a commercial, now it's not exciting because basically you're watching me shine is how you feel. Because you feel like you're competing with me, you're watching me shine. That's how it feels. 
I will have plenty of similar run-ins with the same person later, but it's not just them. Emotional guys tell on emotional guys. I tell you this all the time. So whatever I come across in the present that remotely gives me a feeling of that, I'm right on it. Oh, I get it. So I put this current person in current circumstance in that slot and let it work its way out. Otherwise, this is basically what it is. This is what I'm looking at. This is probably what the person's thinking. And I figure out what they could be salty about, how they think they're competing with me and where they feel that they don't matter. And they're trying to overcompensate for not mattering by doing something sabotagey. It's imperative that you have this type of game to recognize things like this. Otherwise, what are you doing? Like, how can you go through similar circumstances over and over and never learn from it? But as I say, it's not that people don't learn. That's not totally accurate. In most cases, you don't have anything better to do. Because if I told you right now that your issues were eliminated, negative people, passive aggressive people were out of your way right now. If you chose to see it that way, that's basically the case. Now, what are you going to fill all your time with? You got to go occupy another 23 point some hours of your day now. What do you do it with? What do you fill it with? If you don't have a task, if you don't have a purpose, if you don't study, if you don't read, if you don't listen. If you can't maximize and be calm with and content with your alone time, what else would you fill it with? Therefore, you cram your time with a whole lot of nonsense because the nonsense is better than stillness. You bore yourself to death if it's just you in a room and nothing to distract you. Problem is you seek unhealthy distractions. Non-constructive distractions. We all do. Unless you ever make it a point to stop and consistently assess and reflect on your days, you won't break out of it. That ain't free. I tell my people all the time, you can be great. You can be this, you can be that, but it ain't free though. I can guide you there, but it ain't free though. It's not. You will not luck your way into it. You will not emotion your way into it. The same with success. You can luck your way into something successful, but you don't have the game, ability, process to sustain it. But this is years ago when this happened, like over a decade. So for me to encounter the same situation consistently with different people, different males, then that's the deal. It's not terribly difficult. So if I talk to somebody and one conversation, I could pick through how I can help them, what they need, what they got going on in their mind because the blueprint has been laid. One emotional guy tells on the next. Always remember that. 
But I was just puzzled, like, because then I didn't know. Of course, I reacted because I got salty with him. I'm like, man, what are you doing? Like, how can you not send an email? And he's like, I don't have to do this. I'm doing it for free. And either you're going to do it or you're not. So who, what difference does it make whether you're doing it for free or not? If you're going to do it or you're not. So do it or don't. Because you're doing it for free doesn't mean you don't send it at 9 a.m. I'm going to send it at 1 because I'm doing it for free. What difference does it make? Are you doing it or are you not? Right? So that was a major issue because I reacted. Emotionally reacted. Because that's where I was at the time. Right? So basically I rewarded him with a reaction. If you want to know why I ignore a lot of what people do now or I don't give them a reaction or a response is because that's rewarding the femininity in the males. So there was like this big thing over that and we stopped doing business for X amount of time. And there it is. And because I didn't have anything better to do, at some point, we got cool again. And What's different now is I would still work with the person, but I wouldn't give them something they could mess up. Or something they could mess up, and it's expendable, because I can go somewhere else and get the same service. So I wouldn't totally disregard the resource, but I understand that the resource It's fragile. And it's bound to flip, moan, whine. I got females like that. What a coincidence. What a quinky thing. So, I get it. I understand what you're doing. I got bras, dog. (laughs) You know what I mean? I get it. But I made the mistake of giving them a reaction. And that was my fault. But of course, I didn't realize what I was looking at totally. And it was just puzzling. Like, now I ask, why would you do that? But it's like rhetorical. I understand why you did it. I'm just venting over here to and by myself. So I'm like, why would they do that? Then I answer myself. I know why they did that, but it's just stupid. It's unnecessary. But back then, I really didn't get why you would do it. Here's the thing with thinking you're competing with somebody next to you, right? If I get strong looks, if I do well on this, it would have to benefit you more than someone you don't know getting the same recognition. So, yeah, you feel like someone by you is getting ahead of you, but at least it rubs off on you somehow. You're a part of it somehow. If someone in Sacramento, California, who you don't know and doesn't know you, were to put a commercial on the radio right now and their song did well after, they got a nice response after, it wouldn't affect you in any fashion. You wouldn't get anything from it. Nothing. Because it's happening right now. Are you gaining from it? Sacramento got commercials running right now. 
Now, what happened when that commercial just ran? Nothing. So you being associated and affiliated with somebody getting the shine, it rubs off somehow. But you're so silly that you harp on the larger percentage of it that is not you and it's somebody you know and he got something on me and he's doing better than me and opposed to yeah I'm on that commercial he records with me we know each other some people out there affiliate and associate him with me and that ran on with this guy Till currently. You know how much material I done created off of that? Not him in particular. It were his stories. They were his stories, rather. But it's the average guy. Meaning you know somebody like you know plenty of people like that. And if you don't see him as down there reaching up, then you're down there with him. If you can't differentiate yourself and get separation from people with these obvious character flaws if you feel like you're right there with them bumping into them having arguments with them I can't believe that person did XYZ look what so and so did you're there with them I told that to an artist I know the frustration you have of looking at these play around Work when they feel like it. Not really committed to any real purpose. When you look at those people and you feel some type of disdain, you feel that within yourself and to yourself and about yourself. Why? Because you recognize you and them. And the reason why it frustrates you that you can't create separation from them is because you're there with them. You can't see it because you're you or you don't. Want to accept it because you're you, but you're them. I don't feel like I have a problem separating from anybody. I don't feel like it's crowded up here. Anybody I listen to and anybody I emulate, anybody I try to keep pace with is fly. They talk fly. They typically up before the sun. Up and at them. Man, it's fly over here. I got to run to keep pace. I don't surround myself around average people with small vision and average thoughts. Average capabilities. And no push to be anything greater. I don't surround myself around them and pop my collar because I'm doing better than so-and-so. I'm doing better than them. I'm doing better than That's not a measuring stick for somebody who's after it, who's getting it on. That's not a true measuring stick. You can't be salty with the world for not rewarding you and having adulation for you because you do better than some D+. Plus. Yeah, you do better than the D pluses you know. I do better than them and then I do more than them and them and them. Yeah, but you're a C-. minus. So it's irrelevant. If you take action, if you take a... Uh, a meaningful amount of action, you're automatically going to separate yourself from 
the average person, because the average person does exactly what they have to do to get by and little more. How do I know? Because I can think of anyone I know, 100% of them, and there's always something that they won't do that will benefit them, that they have the ability to do, that I recognize right in front of them. They vent their frustrations plenty. They live a life of frustration. But there's always something, 100, now I don't typically speak in absolutes and 100% and all and every, but no, 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 100% of the people I know personally, they reach a point where fear grabs them by the throat and their feelings grab them by the throat. See, also, they don't feel like doing that. They don't want to do that. I don't want to do that just because you say it. So you get all that. 100% 100% of them. So if you're listening and I know you, it's you. If you like to challenge me and ask me, well, where you see it in me? Where it? I, that's why I always tell them. When you see somebody do something that you know they can sharpen up on, they can improve, what is your version of it? And if you have a problem finding your version, I'll point it out to you. 100%. But they don't ask that. Why? Because they're not strong enough to hear it. They're not strong enough to hear it because they're not strong enough to accept it. That's why it gets around to me instead of them just accepting it in the first place. Right? We all got to give ourselves a straighten when we start our day. When we walk through our day. It's not good enough to have potential alone. Potential is not an accomplishment. The scoreboard does not tally what you could have done what you would have done if it doesn't tally your opinion and my opinion like and let's have the opinion contest no the scoreboard does not tally that it does not count what I would have done if I was him and it don't count if I had to me and it don't count and y'all stay out of celebrities pockets Thank you, Flex, and thank you, game. Come on. You know, if they have these millions and they have these millions, why don't they put their money together and do X, Y, Z and boom? How about you're, we'll say, unsuccessful because that's how you feel, I gather. The reason you're unsuccessful is because you're selfish, So your character already shows that you wouldn't do all those things or it indicates you probably wouldn't because if you were not selfish, you would get up and take the action. Why? You don't get up and not take the action because it wouldn't benefit people around you. I've said this before plenty. You don't get up and not take the action. You don't get up and not punch your obstacles in the throat because it wouldn't benefit anyone else. You don't get up and say, I'm not going to do that because it doesn't benefit anybody around me. It wouldn't benefit them to have these resources, for me to have these resources. It wouldn't benefit them to have that money or for me to have this money. It wouldn't benefit them. It wouldn't benefit them that I was a step sharp and I can have more influence and a, a larger idea of what I would do with that channel of influence if I knew this, if I was sharper, if I was tired. They wouldn't benefit from that. Yo, they would. The reason you don't do it is not because they wouldn't benefit. You don't do it because you don't feel like it. Because you don't want to. So you're selfish. The reason you get up and are average. 
Now, if you're fine with what you have, fine. But I don't know anybody who doesn't have a strong level of discontentment around me. I do not. That's why I don't have a whole lot of friends. Hey, see, coincidentally, I don't have a lot of people hanging around because they have this disenchantment with life. And what is my version of that? So I got it. Now I make it a point to stamp it out. That, 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 that. Rectify it. All right. But the reason people don't take action on a consistent basis, the reason why they do not have a taller purpose and do not wish to. The reason why you can tell them the next logical step they could and should take. Not only would I take it, but I actually do take it. So I understand I would benefit you. The reason they don't take that step and they act like they didn't hear what you said or they misinterpreted. And, and, well, what I think, well, what I think, let me ask them what they think. Because the more people you ask, the more you talk about it, you ain't got to do nothing. Knock it off. Who you talking to, right? So the reason they don't take the action is because they are selfish. So stay out the next man's pocket Saying what you would do if you had that money. Go get the millions and show me what you would do. Or not. Either or. Number one, you don't realize the work that goes into what someone else does. Or you do. Because there's a reason you do minimal or do what you want to do when you feel like it. So inherently, you have to realize that by whoever excelling in what they do enough to be ultra successful and have uh, an abundance of resources, they put in some tall amount of work on a consistent basis. Work, what I said, work. The myth that if you do what you love, it's not work. No, it's work. They'd be like, you know, if I could do what I love or had a passion for, then I could get up and do it uh, 40 hours a week and blah, blah, blah. No, that's a myth. That's why you do it when you feel like now. That's why you don't give it 40 hours now because you do it when you feel like it. But once you got to do it when you don't feel like it, once you got to do it because now it's expected of you, once you got to do it because now you got deadlines, once you got to do it and now you got to move when somebody else or situation indicates you should move, it's what? Work. So keep it in mind, you're not ducking the work, which is why the first piece of material I typically give people or reference is Mastery by Robert Greene. Why? And you heard me say that book title plenty of times because he talks about accepting, respecting, internalizing and trusting the process. And he talks about the mentor apprentice dynamic, which means you need to be a listener. He doesn't say, engage yourself in the opinion contest. No, be a listener. Get with someone sharp and get some game. Most people have trouble with that. They can't get past that. Then all the way to the point where they internalize the master's way of thinking, understand that there is a process and begin the process, begin the journey. So because people can't do that, if you had troubles in those those areas, I mean, you pretty much are doomed. So naturally, people understand subconsciously the work that goes into being great at something. They don't, but they do, at least on a small scale, because you do understand they do it and you don't. That's the difference. They do it and they, you don't. They listen to the radio and be like, I can make that song. You should say anything. I could. But you didn't, though. 
I could have, but you didn't know. But you won't though. I can go, we'll go do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cut all that short. Now, what you going to fill the rest of your day with? This is how you have to think. You know, trim the fat. Clean your space a little bit. You're not going to notice the lint on the floor or it's not going to be uh, an eye catcher for you if you got piles of clothes all over the place. And you got paper clips in the floor and you got pins all over the floor and you got, you understand? Junk everywhere. And you got trash there. You're not going to notice the little lint on the floor because there's so much other chaos. It looks like it belongs there and it's not big enough. But as you clean your space and get rid of the little uh, uh, problems in the way, the minor people with their minor whack spirit, and you start to remove a whole lot of that, you'll clean your space and be able to breathe a little bit. You'll be able to have a little order around you to pick up on more of... What's latching on to you and giving you some of that whiny, whack spirit. And you'll start to value yourself and understand that you do not have to be a whiny, whack, gargamel character. And eventually, you'll start to get territorial about your space and keeping your space clean. Then you'll notice something tiny, something minor that's having an effect on you or the actual... the actual decoration or look of what you got going on around you. You'll remove that. Oh, I see that little bitty piece there. That's off. Let me dust that off. Let me wipe that off. Eventually, you'll get so pristine with this area around you that you'll understand it and see it as it's coming in and decide before it gets there, before it makes you sloppy, before it latches on to you whether you accept it or not. This represents you cleaning your circle. What energy will you accept around you? All right? All that to say, you're going to have to have some uh, level of awareness and sharpness to conduct yourself in this fashion. Because I haven't even talked about improving earning potential taking on more skill, understanding how the skill you got basically translates into an innumerable amount of lanes, subjects, and ways of getting money, ways of getting things done. But you don't recognize it because you got so much clutter that you never begin to open up and understand how basically you have the ability as an able-bodied free person to do most of the things you see around you, right? Now, obviously, you can't look at a guitar and be like, I'm going to be a, a masterful guitar player. I have the ability. I, he can do it. It looks easy. But the best thing to do is if you see anything, and I speak of that because I bought a guitar years ago. Best thing to do is begin the process. Even if you don't know for sure that it's what you want to do, start doing it. Something small. You want to be a writer? Buy the pad. Buy the pens to start with. 
make notes. Keep pieces of paper around you at work or wherever else, in the car, napkins, anything. Something comes to you, an idea comes to you, write it down. You're going to be a writer. Write, write it down, write it down. And then expound upon the notes you do have. After a while, you put so much work into the notes. Just you looking at all the pages that you kept, all the ideas you had, makes you feel like I didn't even realize I knew all this. Or you understand you're working with something. Then after a while, you wouldn't write all those notes for no reason. So you think, ah, right, let me take it a little bit further. Let me try to write a paragraph or something. Start to develop a structure of a sentence. So just the fact that you think you may want to, if you be like, you know what I should have done, what I could do, start it. Because basically what you'll do if you don't is another five years, you'll be like, man, I thought about it. I thought about it. Why? When you could have been doing it for five years already. You could have been started for five years. Just start the process. That's the simplest, most practical thing I could tell you. Start the process. What that'll teach you is to trust the process and understand everything that you take from the bottom to the top has a process. So if you want to be great at that, you'll probably be above average at it if you start right now. You're like, man, about five years, I want to be good at that. Let me start. I could be good at that when I'm, you know, say I'm 30 by the time I'm 40. Let me start that. That's how you got to think. And I, I highlighted this by sending somebody I know a video of a girl. She was 13 years old. And she had a drum set. And she was like an amazing drummer. Especially for her age. And of course you have to guide people with what you want them to get out of it. Because they're not going to get this on their own. But what I told them was after I sent it. And I talked to him later. I said, man, look here. This is what this represents, right? That girl was 13. That means whatever you want to be good at, whatever it is, whatever you want to be good at, you can pick anything right now. And in 13 years, you can be that good at it. That's what that represents. You're looking at it like, yeah, man, she's amazing for age, baby. But you're not recognizing that. That means whatever you want to be in 13 years, whatever you would love to be that good at, you can do it in 13 years. That's what that represented. But, you know, they say you don't recognize game until you have a certain level of game already. So me just sending some my video... You know, it's just like, okay, whatever. It's cool. It's entertaining. You know, we just want to be entertained all the time. We don't gather all the set to us. But me understanding that the average person ain't going to get that out of it. They're just not. That means whatever you want to be good at. Find it. Think about it. What do I want to be exceptional at that I don't have already? See, a new skill. By the way, because she started from nothing. She was a baby. Because what you would say is, I ain't, I'm no good at that. I don't know. She was a baby. So 
in 13 years. Anything you want to be good at. It could be a total opposite direction of what you've done and what you do now. Anything. I want to be good at that. I want to be that good at that in 13 years. But it's how you look at it. And for my artists, let me give you this game. You know the wealth of material. And anybody who creates products, actually. But the wealth of material that Tupac has. I mean the wealth of material. They're still dropping unreleased Tupac verses. They're putting them over different beats. There's so many Tupac verses. They're mixing them up, blending them. It's just like, will it ever run out? He only lived to what, 25, 26? And those recordings you hear, he was no younger than 17. We'll give him 17 because there's a couple demo tapes floating around where you can hear he's obviously young. So, what I'm saying is, from 17, I don't know if it was 25 or 26, I don't recall. But from 17, we'll just say to 26, though. That's nine years. Which means, for my artists, I got to talk to you directly. I can't put this metaphorically for you. It's going to fly past you. And anyone else, you can record that many songs... In nine years. If you create a product, you can create that many products in nine years. That means if you're 40, you could have a Tupac collection at 49 and eat off of it for the rest of your days. If you're 24, you can have a Tupac collection by the time you're 33 and eat off it for the rest of your years. Come on. Nine year span he did that. And he was locked up for a chunk of that, by the way. Locked up. I mean, he couldn't record it. Going through legal troubles. Them getting at his paper. Him having unstable record label situations for a certain amount of time. And he did all that in nine years. Nine I explained that to somebody. Do you think they capitalized on what I said? Of course they didn't. This is why I only spit game with somebody who paying for it. Because you need to make that pact within yourself. And you need to compensate me for my time. Because I give you a wealth full, but Why? Right, because it's just going to be gone. Before I even finish saying it, you're thinking about what you can say to sound as smart as that. It's just backwards. Again, with competing with resources and competing with people around you. So, always keep that in mind, no matter what you do. It's not too late. Assuming you're an able body, free person. Basically. So if you don't have that type of collection of product, collection of material, collection of ideas, notes, you don't keep a planner, all those things, your fault. That's you. That's something simple that you can blame you for. If you don't have a planner, 
that you keep on a consistent basis. If you don't have notes around you, if you don't have read material around you, on a consistent basis, daily, eh, that's you. That's your fault. But I don't understand how, what does reading have to do with Well, how does reading work for them? How does reading work for you? And that, that, that just means you don't want to do it. Truth be told. We all know I'm me already. We can run down that road. I know you hate to hear that. So why have me do that? I guess I act so humble all the time. You forget that I'm like the actual freeze. Like the actual one. With real stuff. Not what I would have done if. And remember, detractors work on a continuum. So if you be like, I did XYZ, it benefited me this way. Well, so-and-so has X amount. And you don't got what so-and-so got. And he doesn't do it. And detractors work on a continuum. So you're not trying to prove yourself based on what they compare to somebody else. Or you're great enough, they start comparing you to you. Well, when you used to... Detractors work on a continuum. You don't and basically can't prove them wrong. It doesn't have anything to do with anything. When you're small-minded, you think you're motivated by those who speak against you and I had to prove them wrong. That's because you're still tiny-minded. You got to step your game up. Up here, we don't do that. We hear that as confirmation that we are where we are. Okay, I am up here, ain't I? Because what I get more of than anything these days is somebody try to convince me that I'm not. Well, if you're so, well, you're not doing so good. I don't try to convince people that they're not up here. Why? Because they're not. (laughs) So they go a nice indicator for you. People trying to convince you so much that you're not going out of their way to try to convince you that you're not. I mean, you probably are. And that gives you some game as far as what people are, what your market is responding to. Come on, man. You know I was going to bring it back to something practical. That's your market telling you how you're imitatable and relatable. What is if your people around you cannot copy you and cannot mimic and mock the way you carry yourself, you're not making a strong enough impression on your audience. Think about Michael Jackson, all the people who had who imitate him. Think about Michael Jordan, the people who imitate him as a ball player. The way he moves even. So if people are not loving and hating you, your material, your presentation may not be coming across strong enough. That's marketing. The Purple Cow, Seth Godin. I haven't read much of the book, but it's been referenced and I get the general idea about sticking out. Zebras and Cheetahs, Coach Michael Burke. So, you can't be fearful of what people think of you. You can't try to prove people wrong and they already told you the order at that point. They're trying to drag you into it. 
Because it, it salts people to see you undistracted. Because, once again, subconsciously, they feel like they need to distract you because that's their minor way of realizing that they're distracted. And they know it to work because things distract them. This is why when you're doing well, you get people who try to lay in front of you and grab you and embroil you in nothing. Talks, arguments, battles, it don't matter. They're telling you the order. They're telling you where you are. They're telling you how they perceive you. Why on earth would you turn around and be like, or look down and be like, I'm, no, I'm not, it doesn't make sense. If you're on your task, you can't see them because you're looking up there. They're not up there. Of course, I had problems with this when I was younger because I would have people uh, do things to derail my perceived confidence and I would let them. I would even try to water down how I carry myself so it wouldn't elicit a negative reaction from other people. I would rub them the wrong way. And at the time, I wasn't strong enough to handle that, so I tried to, like, make myself an attitude less and confidence less colorful. But that's the gold in the marketplace, man. They were telling me then, certain people who had issues with themselves, mainly. So they'll guide you. They don't have the game to actually sit and give you a straight and then give you the, the one-two, give you some game straight across the table. No, they don't have that. But they'll guide you because they'll let you know what people are threatened by, what you have or what they perceive that you have. And perception is a lot in the marketplace, ain't it? So they're telling you what's working. I had a guy tell me years ago, man, you can't just play your own game. You're not us. First, you're not us. Like, I'm one person. Why would I be y'all? Okay. Now, this guy was salty with me throughout the years. Not the guy I was speaking of earlier. But he told me something. That was like the biggest piece of game I got, basically. You can't play your own game. Meaning, I'm so locked up and lost in my own world. That I'm not worried about keeping pace with you. I'm not worried about being friends with and aligning myself. And so-and-so celebrity knows me. And I know so-and-so celebrity. And I got a picture and I hang with so-and-so. No, 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 no. Because I was at that particular point to where I felt like if you wasn't pro-freeze, like not only did you not matter, I wasn't strong enough. I wasn't tall enough in the game for you to not matter yet. I was in a point still trying to find my way to where I wanted to go against you. You were pro me or I wanted you head on as far as industry goes, as far as music goes, as far as whatever. Which was beneficial in the long run, but it is the wrong phase to be stuck in, right? 
So I was totally impressed, unimpressed with who he knew. He was running me the story and we're this big, we're that big, and we know so and so and that. So I was unimpressed enough, like whatever. What that got to do with me? You think Freeze cared if he knows so and so? I ain't gonna say the guy's name. You think Freeze know if he knows so and so because, bro, you just can't play your own game. That was like some of the best game I got in my life. You can't play your own game because it let me know what he was threatened by. That I didn't need approval. That I didn't need to have rapport with the DJ. And I didn't need to go up to the station and act like so-and-so. It's so great and he's so wonderful. And I got to make sure I don't say anything to offend the personality on the radio. And And I got to make friends with, you know, and I got to act like when I hand him my CD, I got to find an impressive way for him to think I'm up here. And I have to make the type of track that he'll like. And Nah, man. At that stage, I was completely fine with being out. I'm cool. Whatever. So the fact that I was at least starting to become non-resistant, non-reactive to people not liking me, that was a pivotal point. And eventually from there, you start getting sharp. Somewhere way down the line, you evolve to the point where you're not into what people say. You need it to gauge. You can't be completely off point and out of touch because then you don't have relatability. Then you're living a fantasy land. You understand? But you'll just see it as data. Not even necessarily whether your product is good. And X amount of people say they like it. And other people say they don't. Let me see. How can we make more people like it? No, no, no. To gauge where people are and to gauge people and to understand who you're about to come across based on what you see in others. What to look for so you don't slow yourself down. All right? And amazingly, you'll find you have so much time to master those skills that you need to be what you wanted to be in 13 years. To get creative on those products you want to make for the next nine years. All right. Stay sharp, though. Sinful the P would tell you. Stay available. Stay encouraged. Those are some of my favorites. But even more so than that, be kind, be pleasant, and be great. Freeze this, freeze that.